We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I'm not, I'm not. I'm also on the Aaron Moy bandwagon since the beginning of the season, and was not on the Tom Carroll bandwagon ever. So I'm a little biased. Huh. Okay. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, uh, if you can't tell in my voice, I'm still disheveled, I'm still sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Um, Why? Going through the going through the the, the stage the, the five stages of mourning or whatever it is um, for the U.S. men's national team, mm. um, it, it, I I'm just sad, just very sad. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> I'm actually I, I've moved well beyond sad. Actually, I moved very quickly from sad to um, I described it as rage, and I have now declined down to anger. Uh, Actually, I declined to anger, and now I'm I've moved on. I'm good. No, I'm st- I'm still there. Nothing I can like, do about it now. 
So not that I could have done anything about it then, but it's a bummer for sure. It'll be, I think it'll be much more bothersome when think, we actually start I, talking about the World Cup as opposed to now. I think we all have the same question, all the audience and myself. When will Lerdito be ready? It's going to be a while. All right. I have, uh, I, I have spoken about this to a few people because, uh, you know, a bunch of my friends know that my son plays soccer and he'll be seven in february so that gives you an idea of how many world cups were away from him really uh being able to help but uh so two he yeah <laughs> he everyone's like you know is any good and my son seven. well <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty clear to see who's not good at seven uh and a lot of it is mostly just like kids that don't care and like i understand like signing yourself up your kids up for you know sports that they may not be interested in just because uh, gets them know, out of the house. Yeah, it gets them out of the house Someone else and can watch your kids for a couple hours. <laughs> exercise is always good. Oh, um, that that yeah, that is good too. Uh, although I was saying to my wife recently that uh, it's very clear to me. So l- let me backtrack. My kids like like love being outside. Like they love playing. I obviously love sports, and I've kind of gotten them to love sports, particularly my son. And so like playing sports to him is fun. And I appreciate that not every kid feels that way. And it's obvious with some of the kids that he happens to play soccer with that they're just like they would rather be anywhere else. And my daughter plays as well, and she's a little younger. And at her age level, uh, there are kids who not only clearly don't want to be there, but make you think maybe they actually have never been outside or have never run before. Like I, th- I thought running was just kind of like a thing everyone could do. And it, it seems like some kids really don't know how to run. And running is a big part of soccer. I don't know if you know this, Mike, but running I, I, is a big part of soccer. And my son will run all day long. And so I don't really know if he's any good at soccer, but he's willing to run all the time, which makes him look like maybe he's okay. Um, but realistically, he's not going to make the national team. He has perfected the Clint Dempsey penalty celebration. That he has, yeah. He he's. I obviously watch a lot of soccer with him. Like, uh, I feel bad because like my kids have seen like two Disney movies, but my son has probably watched hundreds of soccer games. Um, so yeah, he his uh, his goal celebrations are probably better than his actual gameplay, which will be obnoxious at some point. We're like really close to be, being at that obnoxious point. But yeah, he does have the Dempsey down. He'll work, he's still working on the Ronaldo. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the, <laughs> the one, the, like the 180 the jump. jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the one where he just points to his quad muscle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in fairness, he could point anywhere in his body and it would be significantly more muscular than most of us in that place. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Uh, it's a bummer. Let's move on. Yes, speaking of optimism, let's go to the weekend slate of the Premier League. It is game week number eight. We start with the best game of the weekend. The eyes of the world will be watching. This will be one of those games that has larger ratings than the Super Bowl. It is Liverpool. It is at Anfield. And it is Manchester United coming to town. It is 730 in the morning on Saturday and... Uh, 
all all momentum signs point towards Manchester United. Uh, it, I mean, Jurgen Klopp is obviously frustrated with the Liverpool defense, and for yeah, I mean, he's visibly upset on the sidelines, like about how his defense is playing. And then you furthermore to add to it, Sadio Mane now out for another extended period of time, not, not suspension related. Yeah, not good. Um, but I think you know we talked about this a lot last year when he was gone for Africa Cup of Nations and then he was hurt after that that a significant piece of their attack that he provides is speed and they didn't have anybody who can replace who replaced that last year but they do have somebody who can do that this year so I think the drop-off isn't going to be quite as significant uh, because Mo Salah is able to provide what Sané or what Mane did and it also allows Coutinho to now move back up into the front three where he's significantly more dangerous. Yeah, I think the name to, I mean, the, the, the two names that I think you identified the two names to watch. But for me, I don't, I mean, what I haven't seen with Mane out the last few games is Roberto Firmino be as dangerous either. Uh, well, Mon, I mean, has he actually missed any Premier League games, Mane? Yeah, was that? Over, was the, over, oh well, I mean, what was it? One game, or did he? Oh no, he got three, three. for that kick. That's right. <laughs> Excuse me, forgot about that. Kick someone in the face. In the face, right, right, right. Um, there's still people who like really think that should have only been a yellow or no card at all. But anyway, uh, I mean, I get it, but uh, they didn't have Coutinho as full fledged Coutinho at that point, and so, I mean, this team is basically the same as it was last year when we were saying how great it was, but it's Salah instead of Mane, which I don't think is. As, that big of a drop-off and so Firmino has has been disappointing for sure but Coutinho now in that front three I think makes him a little more dangerous I mean Firmino has had a few games having to play kind of out on the wing because Sturge is starting and it's just it's just not where he should be playing and so I think he'll be fine yeah Sturge should not play I agree (laughs) or at least not start yeah I agree Um, there's no way that they're better with him there as opposed to Firmino, Coutinho, and Mane or Salah. On the Manchester United side, uh, Romelu Lukaku is just a monster, as we all expected. Uh, Paul Pogba, the injury appears to be serious. Uh, and Marouane Fellaini, I believe, took a knock as well while on international duty. Who? I, yeah, he's <laughs> out with a knee injury for a while. Or yeah. And, a few weeks. It, it, you know, Fellaini, say what you want. He's been good. He's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really you know, has been. We make fun of him a lot, yeah. but he's been great. So, you know, the spine of that team behind Romelu Lukaku, it's important for Mourinho teams, and two big pieces are missing in the middle of the park for them now. So, you know, from a Manchester United standpoint, coming up against what is a very potent attack, do you feel that it suffers a little bit when it's just Matic back there as far as a dependable option, or do you feel like Ander Herrera can just slide right in and be competent yeah i think herrera is more than good enough like i I think he there was an argument that he could have played in pogba spot instead of fellaini so uh, yeah i i like ander herrera a lot and i think there's not going to be that big of a drop off between fellaini and herrera that we're going to notice it i mean any any goals that liverpool scored i think they would have scored with fellaini on the field or with pogba on the field and so uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how manchester united line up defensively because we've seen Ashley Young started left back for a little bit. Daly Blind is still there as an option. Um, Valencia seems to have the right side kind of locked up. So I think Phil Jones is also still questionable. So 
I don't know who partners with Bayi, whether it's Smalling or if Lindelof finally gets some run in, in the Premier League. So we'll see. Both these teams have Champions League next week as well. So not that I think they're going to rotate much, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Oh, and I guess we should point out that Firmino and Coutinho are coming back from Brazil, which is a decent trip. Um, but Jurgen Klopp kind of made a joke that they should be fine because he saw how expensive it was to fly them back. <laughs> He's a joker, that one. He is. <laughs> All right, so do you trust a, Man- a Manchester United defense against a Liverpool? I would, were... I would try to stay away from it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I would stay away from all defenses in this game. Yeah, it would. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Except, actually, you know what? That's not necessarily. True. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I actually think I actually think Antonio Valencia would be a, a still a decent option. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, I I think any argument you can make with Valencia, you might be able to make with like Alberto Moreno, who's been pretty good, at Ugh. least in the attack. But wrong, I think wrong that, left back. Um, He's the wrong left back for Liverpool. Um, I think he's been pretty good for how they play, and so uh, badly defensively. Yep, he's been perfect. <laughs> I'm not sure Andy Robertson is significantly better than Alberto Moreno. I'm not sure he's better, let alone significantly better. And then on the right side, it's going to be either Joe Gomez or Trent Alexander-Arnold because Nathaniel Klein's still out. So, uh, and but again, you're usually never playing those guys for a clean sheet. <laughs> like they're yeah, you're, I understand. You're picking them for the upside and. It's probably not there this week against yeah, United. No. Nope, unlikely. All right, let's go on to a game that's a little less interesting. Uh, we have West Brom traveling to Burnley. Burnley, of course, are uh, they've taken away points from... I believe that's uh, West Ham. What is that, West Brom? Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yes, it is Ham. West Ham. I very much apologize. Yeah. Don't, West uh, Brom is in a horrible game later, but just not, not against just Burnley. Just not this one. Just not this one. Right. Uh, we, have, uh, we have West... Ham yes. traveling to Burnley, um, where Burnley, who has actually been much better on the road than they have been at home, called the Spurs syndrome. Uh, it's but speaking of, they've taken points from Spurs, from Chelsea, from Liverpool, from Everton while on the road. But uh, this is a game that's going to be at Turf Moor. Um, you know, Burnley are a side that are looking to you know as of right now that they have top half aspirations right now and west ham are just looking to not get their manager fired Mm -hmm. it's just not something you would have expected when you we started this season right yeah yeah for sure um you know for west ham we always say this right you know if andy carroll plays like it's a you know there's value for a lot of other people but a lot of other people but yeah yeah when we look at the team though javier hernandez chicharito's you know he's doing his thing, right? He has a goal every other game. That's pretty much what he does. He has three goals in seven. So it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's a team that I really still can't figure out. West Ham traveling to a team Burnley, who I know will be more consistently at their best, which says to me that this is going to be like a one-one draw. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, this I one's going to be pretty ugly. Um... Yeah. Like, I don't think there's much excitement to come out of this game. Like, I, what I really would have loved to have seen is a combination of Robbie Brady and Andy Carroll being on the same team. Because that would just be just a match made in heaven. Well, I mean, they have uh, Aaron Cresswell, who right. leads the league in crosses. and But how many of them are as accurate as a Robbie Brady cross is my point. Um, I think if Robbie Brady took as many as Cresswell, had as many as Cresswell, then they wouldn't be quite as quite as good although let's see brady's got 17 accurate crosses out of 51 that seems 
reasonable, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, Chicharito, I don't know if he's going to start since he's coming back from international duty. Um, although he didn't play in the in the uh, in Mexico's second match, but I don't think he even came back until yesterday. So I don't know. He's questionable. Andy Carroll should start. Crespo should start. The the big thing for me is that Manuel Lanzini's back. Uh, he's come off the bench the last two. I don't know if that was kind of to ease him back from injury. He should be fully fit at this point. So uh, if he starts, that takes some of the set pieces away from Cresswell. But um, I don't know. They would you rather? I'll, I'll put it to you this way: Would you rather have Lanzini and Carroll, or would you rather have Brady and Chris Wood? Um, that's a good question. I would probably. Yeah side with the wood brady side just but uh, but it's a coin flip to me yep to yep, go back I, to the I, accurate crosses um, well my yeah i mean my my point is is my my point is this right we hit there's just nothing about west ham screams like a ton of quality yep and um I, like you know it, it but when you talk about burnley you know what you can get out of them at least i feel like there's a dependable in in i'll put this in nfl terms right so you know what 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 i mean there, there's a lot of uncertainty in the nfl as well like who is good what is good right you can de- you can kind of depend on you know like the denver defense being good or the seattle defense being menacing right um when i look when i when i see burnley at home I feel that, you know, there's going to be a very good defensive effort put forth. And if that's the case, a team like West Ham, who don't have any quality really anywhere, like I, I, I said 1-1 before because I just somehow, some way West Ham will save their manager. But there's nothing logical about it to me. Uh, you know, when I look at it logically and if I just look at it just from the numbers and just from what, you know, I've seen in the past, uh, applying what I've seen in the past, I don't see West Ham getting anything from this game but what's weird about it is that there are plenty of there are plenty of guys west ham guys that we have relied upon previously like it's not like like if you look at the burnley side like how many of those guys have you had in your lineups consistently like probably brady and you convince yourself each week that either steven ward or matt loton is a decent option but like after that like how often over the past, not even this season, but like last season, season before, like you're not really excited about starting Jack Cork or Jeff Hendrick or Sam Vokes. But like when you look at West Ham, like you've had plenty of times where you're really confident in Michael Antonio, Lanzini. You could even throw Carroll in there, Chicharito, Arnautovic. Like there are, there are guys on this West Ham side where you're like, wait, I've played him before. I've gotten good production out of him. Why wouldn't I start him? And then you're like, wow, they've been really bad. <laughs> but just like overall, <clears throat> whether this game is 1-1 or not, like West Ham has significantly more, at least, options than Burnley does. Like, are you going to play Jeff Hendrick? Steven Defor? I don't think so. No, unlikely. Yeah. But that's what I meant. What I meant was that Burnley defensively, you know, I would consider taking, you know, part of the Burnley back line, right? Like a Stephen Ward or a Matthew Lowton. In a, of course you, you would. know, in, if you if you were looking to stream a defender this week, like if they, I mean, you know, there's all. I mean, in our, in our twenty team league, they're not available. But in you know, like in a Taga league, like in a ten or a twelve team Taga league, there might be you know one or two out there that you know, hey, as a third, fourth defender, if you're going to start four, you know, just 
I mean, eight points is definitely not out of the realm of possibility, Consider that I think that there's clean sheet potential. That's fair. I'm not sure you're getting anything other than that. Um, Fair. Fair. Totally fair. There's not a high upside, but I think that there's like a decent floor. Okay. Be- because of the giving, because I think the clean sheet potential is there. Uh, another place where I see clean sheet potential is uh, Chelsea traveling to the sputtering mess that is Crystal Palace. Uh, I mean, if there is ever a game where Chelsea, you know, with their tail between their legs after that Manchester City debacle a couple weeks ago, uh, if there was a better fixture out there, I don't know what it is. But going to Crystal Palace, who have yet to get a point or a goal. Now under new management and Roy Hodgson, which is also interesting. Uh, That's a nice you know, way and to no, put it. And, and no Christian Benteke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really no forward to really be afraid of if you were even afraid of Christian Benteke in the first place. Um, Zaha's back. That, I was just about to get to that. What I was just about to say is how much of that narrative that I described changes the fact that Wilfred Zaha's back. None. Oh, I tried. <laughs> Uh, it's I another. Sell it. This is another team, though, it. that we're like, oh, I've played Zaha, I've played Kabai, I've played Townsend, I've played Punchin, Bakary Sacco. How many times have we played him? I mean, my gosh, look at all these great options. But no, you're not going to play them. How do you think Chelsea lines up? That's that's really what I want to talk about. Badly. Because Murata's <laughs> out, Conte is out. So what are we going to look at here? I, I have an opinion. See, I think we're going to see Fabregas in the middle with Bakayoko. Okay. And I think that we will see Michi Batshuayi okay. in the middle. That seems to be the popular opinion. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure course, I agree with of it. Of course, yet. what I, that that would be the that that would be the way logic would dictate what I may what I think may also happen uh-huh. is that Chelsea decide to play like Hazard as there the false nine and put both ha- and both Willian and Pedro up there. That's what I with, think. With with, with Cesc behind them, yep. so they have like a creator and three people just running around like bees, just like with a hive mind attack. You know, like it's it, possible. <laughs> I um. <clears throat> so there, An- Antonio Conte was basically quoted today saying that he he really doesn't want to move David Luiz into the midfield. Um because he's so good defensively, but if like he had to do it, he would. And I think this is a had to do it situation. I mean, it, I, I, I set this near the end of the transfer window in, uh, in August that, you know, Chelsea are going, we were going after a guy like Van Dyke, in my opinion, it, because he would be a nice replacement for, uh, for Louise at the center back position. The, the seat that like let's say like the sweeper in the in in the back three mm-hmm. so that louise can go further up the pitch as a central midfielder which i still think is his best role yeah i don't i don't think as he'll long, ever as, play it as long as as long as he has the fitness level for it that's a, it's a different fitness level that mm-hmm. is required that you have to run significantly more distance yeah. and more often uh, at the center at the center defensive midfielder as you do as a center back yeah i think Getting Bakayoko ended any possibility that Louise consistently plays in the midfield. You're you're assuming that they stay three four three, which is not my assumption. If they were to make that move, my my assumption would have been that they would go three five two and they would put Murata and Hazard up as a front two, and then play and then use the wing backs as width and then have a very strong middle of the 
Right. I don't think that would ever happen. So <laughs> they don't need it. They don't need to do that. Uh, I mean, when you look at when you look at international competitions, I would say they do. When the, when you look at Champions League, those are the kinds of lineups that that sometimes, win champions. Sometimes, not always. Owning I mean, the Real Madrid the doesn't do it. Board. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I don't think it's necessary, <laughs> particularly when, early. But when when Chelsea can spend like 500 million pounds on a front three, which you know they spend a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like 500 million pounds. Mm-hmm. So let, let's be honest here. Um, in order and to counteract, in order to counteract that front three, you need that middle three. Um, that's fair. I think you're you're saying they're going to change everything to match up against basically top, two teams. Competition. What? What? So it's not international what, competition. It's literally two teams, both of which they may not even you're face. Trying to win first place, and those are your contenders for first place. Yes, you strategically position yourself to. Be the counter to those two teams. Yes, absolutely. I think that you look then at it, becomes between, a detriment to your domestic play. Not necessarily. You can change formation for domestic play. Is my point. Like you don't have to play it all the time. Yeah. But my, what I'm saying is, when you, looking at it from a business standpoint, right? If you are strategically positioning yourself to be different, to be something that you know, some you know, if you try to do what Real Madrid does without the same resources, without the same you know, without the same availability with uh, availability of talent, uh, you're going to lose. You're going to be a poor man's version of Real Madrid. That's not the way to beat Real Madrid. You have to do something different. All these teams that are trying to do the same thing as all the other teams, that's not the way to do it. Okay. Especially if, especially if you're at a disadvantaged uh, resource in resources in uh, in some if there's a mitigating factor, if there's a barrier of entry, if you will, if you're talking business terms. Uh, you need to, but you need to strategically do something different. That's uh, method vehicle in specific, but principle is sound. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any uh, Chelsea I, guy you wouldn't play? No. Any Palace guy you would play? I'm wondering if Zappacosta gets a run for Victor Moses, who's returning from uh, uh, international duty. My other thought was that maybe they put as Piliqueta at that spot. He's been terrible at that spot. He's not a right wing back. He is the perfect right center back. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with something that works. Okay. Sorry. I think you're okay. That's fine. <laughs> like, why did you bring Zappacosta in? Like, it just it, like it, it gets frustrating to watch subpar lineups, you know, dictate poor play. Okay. Like, you can easily control that. Why don't you think Moses should play? Yeah, I just think he's coming back from international duty. Moses should play if he's oh, fit. Okay. Yeah. But Zappacosta, Italy didn't really travel very far, and also I don't I don't think he got much of a run out anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Uh, from one blowout to another, we'll go Manchester City at home against Stoke. Uh, in this one, I mean Stoke. I mean, defensively, they appear to be able to put up fights against the good teams. Uh, it's just that this team is better than good in Manchester City. One thing of note, October is where it f- they fell apart last season. I don't think that will repeat itself. Man City? Correct. Yeah. Um, do you think this is – you think they score the most goals this weekend? Chelsea have a very lopsided matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're away. I'm aware. Um, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Uh, it's it, funny that Chelsea is your next 
possibility. Yeah, no, Chelsea is the next because Crystal Palace are just in absolute shambles and they're under new leadership, which is hardly any leadership anyway. Coming off of, well, I mean, no one really left for international break for Crystal Palace, but I'm not sure how much they actually played during that time. Mm, I think Milly Vojevic did. But anyway, you think Chelsea will score more at Crystal Palace than Spurs home against Burnmouth? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's because of how bad defensively Crystal Palace has been. It's 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 not a testament to how good Chelsea have been offensively because they'll be without their arguably one of their best offensive players, mm-hmm. most important offensive players. Um, it's just a testament to how bad Crystal Palace is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Burnmouth, say what you will, they've been really unimpressive going forward. You know, Eddie Howe, you know, in in a big game, had, you know, he. I'll put it this way. What's more likely for you to happen? Roy Hodgson puts up a stout defense that takes on a top team uh, and actually does the job, or that Eddie Howe does that? Um, I'm not sure that's how I would look at it, because they're both going to get blasted. It's just a matter of how blasted. And I think the Crystal Palace defense might be better than Burn this. I think we're splitting hairs, really. I mean, I think Probably. we're both looking at multi-goal victories. Anyway, with, Man, yeah, Man City. With very, with very probable clean sheets is yeah. what I'm... Yeah. Man City, so, Stoke. Yeah, Man City. Uh, Aguero apparently is, like, almost fit, which... So he, he, I, think he, I think he was quoted to say, I am ready. Well, I'm sure he said it, but um, Pep he said he's definitely not 100%, but he, like, should be available, which is kind of impressive after suffering a broken rib. They had some picture or video of him on the man city website him like chesting in a goal which seems like something you wouldn't necessarily do if you had a rib that really hurt but anyway i would be surprised if he started especially because they have a champions league match against napoli next week um so i think we'll see kind of the regular you'll see sterling start basically instead with sane on the other side jesus up front we could see Fabian Delph start at left back because that's where he's good. been playing um, instead of Danilo, which is fine. Not, neither of them do much for well, me other than the Fabian Fabian Delph against Chelsea played well, but let's be honest, Aspilicueta is not a right wing back who he never wanted to get forward. Yeah, so that's fine. Fabian Delph had a very easy day. Mm-hmm. I, Sorry, I don't think that necessarily changes in this match. <laughs> like I think Danilo or. Uh, Delph will be perfectly fine trying to figure out where Shakiri is going, if they ever even get the ball. Yep. Yeah, Stoke's yeah. going to be without Shawcross and Martin Zindi. They're in big trouble. And Joe Allen, I believe. They're in big trouble. Yeah, this team uh, is not very good, and they're losing a lot of their better players. I yeah. wish Chopu Motang was playing anybody else this week because, man, he's been exciting. Yeah, and and midfield eligible in certain formats. Mm-hmm. So I think all formats, even mm-hmm. though I picked him up in FPL like three weeks ago, and <clears throat> I think he had an assist last week. And I was like, all right, here we go. And I look at the schedule, and I'm like, oh right, they have that Man City match. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Do you like De Bruyne uh, or Silva? De Bruyne. Okay. And Fuego. They're both really good. They are. But, uh, they are both but as far as I mean, De Bruyne has a higher goal potential, and I think they have very similar assist potentials. That's the way I'll put it. Okay. I think that's good. Spurs, home, Burnmouth. Uh, we kind of thought, referenced it, uh, what, we are, what our overall thoughts are. This will be a blasting. Uh, Mr. September of Harry Kane. Uh, 
it comes to well go <laughs> goes to Wembley where actually Spurs are in an interesting place right now. Uh, they could set a very unique record. Would you like to hear it? I would. They could be the first team in history of the Premier League, and I think maybe of top like English football. I haven't gone back that far to be honest, but I don't know how Nobody often can. this happens. <laughs> I don't know how often this happens. Win their first four road games, and not win their first four home games. Oh, that is silly. How yes. many goals they have at Wembley this year? Or I'm sorry, how many goals at Wembley Harry Kane has this year? Zero. Zero. Either, Premier League goals. Premier League goals. Or no? No, 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 Premier League goals. Yeah, I'm about to say because I'm pretty sure he scored for. He scored against uh, Dortmund, for I think. Yeah. Well, uh, he also scored for England too. Was that at home? I'm not sure that was. At home. I don't care. He took two, he scored two in two games for the most recent England trip, and I believe one of them was at home. So, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. He's going to be good. He is. And, and Deli Ali will be good, and Christian Eriksen will be good. Uh, Serge Aurier, if he starts at right back after his one game suspension, will be good. Uh, ben Davies, Ben Davis, or uh, or Danny Rose, whoever starts, will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rose is still out. So there, he's back in. Yeah, I mean, I think Rose is out but... one more week. To be honest, he's been training, but yeah, they basically just need to get him fit so that they can sell him to Man United for fifty million pounds in January. Yes. Yep. And Danny Rose has already said that he prefers Man United to Chelsea, and I totally understand why, because there's a guy named Marcus Alonso at Chelsea. <laughs> well, it's also further north. That's where he wants. He wants to head that way. He said that at the beginning of the season. Great. Not many people would like to leave London to go to the middle of yeah, the country. Yeah, just, you know. He's from the north. That's where he wants to go. Yep, yep, yep. The north remembers. Sorry, <laughs> you, you don't get that. I, I have seen enough of people saying that that i know what it's from at least um all right do you way think to you, way to go way to keep up with the zeitgeist <laughs> um do you think sun starts no wow. mainly because i own him in a, in a toggle league so oh. no <laughs> okay there's no logical reason to me i mean especially if they play you know if, if they play three at the back um, no, down a chance. Yeah, I assume they will play three at the back. Uh, on yeah, a scale so, of no, one to ten, ten being the most revenge, where do you put Jermaine Defoe Jermaine on the scale? Jermaine Defoe? Oh, God. I think it's not quite as high because it's not at White Hart Lane, but it's still a bunch of Spurs fans. So where do you put it? If, I mean, the Did they sell him to Toronto? The perfect obvious... The perfect narrative would be if Jermaine Defoe scores a late goal so that Spurs don't win, whether it's a draw or a loss. Mm-hmm. So where do you put it? One to ten. I don't participate in this oh, game. Boo. I think it's an eleven. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, would you of... would you start anybody from Burnmouth? No. Okay. Would, who would you start first? Somebody from Burnmouth or Burnley somebody from Stoke? Oh. Uh, uh, Charlie Daniels still. I maintain my original. Actually, you know what? No, I would start Jack Butlin for saves. Okay, over Begovic. Uh, After we were saying how much Jack Spurs struggle at Wembley. Jack Butlin's been great for Stoke. Not good, but great Def- uh, as a as the keeper. You know who's been uh, really great? Manchester City's attack. Yes, I know, but they also don't make every shot. <laughs> they do, make a lot of them. Don't do you know how many wrong. saves Butlin has in the last three games? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the save count for me. I know from a I know from a fantasy perspective it does matter. But what I'm saying is what I'm seeing on the pitch is I think he's the best goalkeeper that Team England has for sure. He's much better than Joe Hart. Yeah, but I, I can't believe that's even like a discussion. Yeah, I think it blows but, my mind. But, 
I think the discussion actually should be between him and Fraser Forrest. Of course. But uh, but Jack Butland, I, I think he's actually been very good this season. But anyway, how many saves? I was actually going to throw Pickford in, in instead of Forrester. Excuse me. I think it should be yeah. Pickford or Butland. That's fair. But anyway, he has three saves in his last three games, and he's given up multiple goals twice. I get it. <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, who's he played? He's played Chelsea and who else? Southampton and Newcastle. Well, that's not good. I still like Jack. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. What do we got? Uh, no one's good. <laughs> like, there's not a good option among yeah, those two no, teams. I just, uh, yeah. Just, I, I would probably go with Stoke guys before Burnmouth. I mean, Charlie Daniels, I still think would be the best Burnmouth option. Okay. For no reason at all. <laughs> okay. No statistical one, at least. Anyway, uh, speaking of no statistics, uh, Swansea and Huddersfield take uh, take on each other here, and uh, it's it's in it's in Wales. It's I, I think Swansea have only scored three goals, and by default, that doesn't make them in last place in terms of goals scored. But I believe that puts them in second to last, uh, and <laughs> just because Crystal Palace have yet to score, uh, and we're in the month of October, but Swansea are the next. Uh, the next least good team at scoring. I don't even want to give them a good grammar for that. Uh, <laughs> Two of Swansea's three goals came in one Tammy game, Abraham. and they came and, against uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, that's a great, great nugget so there. There you go. Uh, I, mean, I mean, for Huddersfield, obviously, I mean, Tomar Hemet is um, – sorry, no, no, not Tomar Hemet. Um <laughs> Uh, Steve Mounier is he is he officially back? I was actually no, just the opposite actually. Yeah, he's officially out again, yes. right? Um, so I mean, you're going to see another Deportois. Yep. Is that how you pronounce it? Not I have no idea. I don't play no. FIFA, so I don't know. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, Huddersfield. Uh, you know, we once we started talking about Tom Ince, he went straight down into the toilet. <laughs> so uh, it, basically, Elias Kachunga and Tom Ince have given nothing in support of. Of, of the attack of late uh david wagner also depends on pressing games so uh, I, i'm it's basically can can huddersfield press effectively enough to force swansea into a mistake because i don't think there's any other way either team scores i think there's pretty much no way swansea scores um so you and, think this and, is more likely to be zero zero than three two correct okay in fact I, I, if they if it's like a one it, it might be like a one nil affair to huddersfield on like a set piece okay like oh like an old school u.s men's national team win oh, stop bringing them up so you like all the defensive options in this oh, game. but i thought you would moved on we're over it yeah i'm trying to move on no no that is not what you said at the beginning you said you had moved on yeah let's move I, on okay watford are at home against arsenal oh, that's not actually that's not what i totally meant i didn't mean about this game i just meant about the US I was team. I was do you like aaron moy or tom carroll more aaron moy and it's not close really not not close, close. wow not wow he does more things really like what yes tackles interceptions hmm Swansea, Swan. I mean, I guess in this game, Swansea won't really have the ball much. There might be more opportunity for tackles and interceptions for Tom Carroll, but no, I no, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm also on the Aaron Moy bandwagon since the beginning of the season, and was not on the Tom Carroll bandwagon ever. Yeah. So I'm a little biased. Huh. Okay. Okay. Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy takes set pieces. Uh, Aaron Moy. So does Carroll. So does Carroll. I think Huddersfield will create more set pieces in this game. Okay. Wow that fair yeah you're you're a lot more optimistic about huddersfield than i am really give me your give me your swansea argument 
it's less a Swansea argument than it is. I just don't think Huddersfield's that good. I think Huddersfield play the type of game that will force bad players into mistakes, and Swansea have a lot of bad players. Um, I mean, how good is Huddersfield? They at have pressing, one. They have one goal at, in five games. Hudders, Huddersfield's main game is pressing. Is is pressing defenses and pressing midfields, and, and it's done. And it's gotten them one goal in the last five games. Against, I don't care because it's Swansea. <laughs> it's Swansea, man. Like they're not good. They don't have good players. I think they're they're better defensively than you're giving them credit for. I mean, kudos to Paul Clement for doing a great job there. They mm-hmm. look fine. David Wagner's done a great job at Huddersfield as well. Is my point. Uh, that's fair. That's I, I think fair. we're both underestimating the, the these teams' oppositions. I'm underestimating Swansea, and you're underestimating Huddersfield. Right, or we're both overestimating them. So if Moy is your so Moy's your top play in this game, who's second? Probably Tom Carroll. And who's third then? Nobody. Well, you, you started <laughs> this off Wilson. with Tammy Abraham. Jonas Wilson. Wow, who's going to get benched? I think. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I said his name, and I ranked him for the first time. I was too afraid to rank him because I didn't want to put in umlaut on the on the actual uh, ranking sheet. Mm, I would have taken it out anyway. <laughs> huh. Okay. There's not much here. There's not much here. I, I mean, a part of me wants to say Tom Ince, but like I said, once we mentioned Tom Ince, he went straight to the toilet. Hmm. Okay. You like Ince more than Abraham? Oh, now you're pulling up my now you're pulling up my mm-hmm. nostalgia heart. Sure am. Here. Sure am. I got um, another yes. one for you too after this. Yes, I do, but not yes. Okay. Yeah, yes, I do like Tom Ince better. And you put Tom Ince ahead of Leroy Fair. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, just checking. Grudgingly, but yes, I do. Okay. It's, basically, it's a win-win for me if Leroy Fair scores. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't think so. Okay. That's fair. All right, the 12:30 game on Saturday is uh, Arsenal traveling to Watfordshire to take on Watford, uh, a team that has, I, I believe they they've only lost once this season. It was to Manchester City, so respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arsenal come to town playing really well. I think they have four straight clean sheets. So uh, two good two teams playing well, playing against each other. Uh, Arsenal on the road. Um, it, it all signs point to Ozil and Alexis being healthy, but will they both play? Ugh. Um, more importantly, I think their defensive problems are going to be the issue. Like uh, Koscielny's questionable. Uh, Kolasinic, who I believe is now Kolasinic, Kolasinac. Yes, Kolasinic is, is itch, right? Itch. Yes. Um, it, it's just the hard CH at the end. Right, That's... right. Um, so they're both questionable. Uh, Mustafi is out, which means Arsenal could throw out a back three of Rob Holding, Nacho Monreal, and Murdisacker, maybe? Uh, and with Richarlison on the other side, that doesn't, as an Arsenal fan, that doesn't make me super comfortable. <laughs> uh, Alexis is coming back from Chile, having been eliminated from the World Cup, which... Number two from, in the world. From, uh, who's number two? Chile. Oh, Chile, Isn't Chile yeah. the number two ranked team in the world. Yeah. Uh, they might be. I don't know. Um, so we were already wondering how motivated he was going to be uh, this just this season, and we were like, "Well, he's at least has the World Cup. You know, he's got to make sure he's okay for the World Cup." 
And now that he doesn't have that, uh, I imagine he will certainly put all of his energy into trying to win the Premier League, right? Right? No? Anyway, I don't know if he starts. Welbeck's back, so he could start, which I can't believe I have to even say something like that. Uh, Lacazette's a, a decent option, I think. Um, and Ozil is there. Jack Wilshire might even get a start. But I don't know. I think much you can make ev- the case. Much that- to ev- hold on. Much to ev- fill, uh, uh, complete this sentence. Much to everyone's blank. Uh, chagrin? The word I was, <laughs> chagrin. I was going to say maybe there'd be delight. Maybe there'd oh. be satisfaction. I'm sure the Wilshire family is very excited about it. Um, I think you can make the argument that Richarlison is the best fantasy option in this game. No, I don't believe you can. Okay. I believe I believe the best option is Alexis. If, well, know. you're locked into Alexis all season. You you it's need not, to make this argument for how passionate you were at the beginning not, of the season. My God, he's a better player. He was a much better player. <laughs> Thank you. But okay. there's there's more to that than. Yeah, I know. understand. I understand. Uh, Alexis is. Everyone's gonna okay. If Alexis does something this weekend, that's like he scores a goal. I guarantee you, someone's gonna tweet. Oh, Alexis reminds us that he's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's the same annoying people who, uh, you know, as soon as September happened and Harry Kane scored, everyone's like, see, I told you. No, you, no, you didn't. Uh, that's right. Because <laughs> I told you. Anyway, um, it's, I mean, for Arsenal, you know, I don't like the defensive options, but I do like, I, I think there'll be goals in this one. I mean, this this game has goals on it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I think they're I'm probably thinking, on both thinking, sides, in fact. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like 3-1. Whoa. Wow. Okay. 3-1 Arsenal, specifically. Right. Yeah, it would be really something if I thought it was Watford. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... All sure. right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, a lot depends just how Arsenal... Not, I mean, it yeah. doesn't really depend on how Arsenal lines up, but we're, we may get some kind of waiver wire fodder. If would you, you start Arsenal. a Holivas or no. a Femenia? Uh, no. Okay. No. Is there any other Watford options? Decore? Uh I would probably only start Richarlison. That's what I thought. And I would probably start every Arsenal player I had. Well. I don't have well, that many, but I would start them if I did. So you think that Richarlison's the best option in this game, and then Arsenal has all the other places? Um, maybe. I... <laughs> Okay. All right. Like that, that seems silly. I think All I right. think it makes it much easier if, like, I think I would probably play Richarlison over Mesut Ozil. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. And what I'm, I'm not sure Alexis starts. I guess Lacazette. Top of an entire team. If you're saying the entire team is ranked two through twelve, why not? Because if you're saying that the thirteenth through 22nd ranked player is because Charleston can't literally do it by himself. Other people have to get him the ball. And if you're thinking all those people, he draws a lot of fouls and he can, you know, maybe a deflection that leads to a one on none counter. There are plenty of opportunities where Charleston can do it by himself, but you're right. It's ridiculous. So I'll put, I'll put a, uh, just, 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 just humor me. Yeah, let's put a uh, Olabas ahead of um, Rob Holding <laughs> or Murdasaka. 
There we go. Oh, that's one of your best jokes in a long time. <laughs> All right, let's uh, before we go over to the Sunday slate, you have a nice announcement to make for us. Uh, or at least a pause. Um, yeah, we have, which I think you skipped at the beginning, but um, we have a sponsor from playup.com. Um, I didn't know you needed me to say it at the beginning. <laughs> it's a standard uh, sponsorship. We've done enough of these, Mike. But anyway, uh, <laughs> do you want to win prizes by following your favorite sports? Do you think you can pick a better team than the so-called pros? Then PlayUp is the place for you. PlayUp offers free daily fantasy sports across the Premier League, NFL, NBA, and more. All you have to do is choose a challenge, select your players while remaining under the salary cap, and then watch their real-life actions, help them rack up fantasy points on the live leaderboard. The better your team does, the more prize money you win. Keep entering challenges across the season to make your way up the ultimate champion leaderboard, where sports fans from across the globe compete to determine who has the greatest sporting knowledge. There are always games on, and once you build up your digital wallet, you can enter platinum challenges, which are higher risk but offer higher rewards. What are you waiting for? Get to playup.com for the most realistic daily fantasy experience across all of your favorite sports. Mike, have you ever heard of the sport Kadabi? No, it sounds like it sounds like a mixture on cadaver and like a word that ends with e. Or no, I was, I was just going to say like Havarti cheese. Oh, anyway, um, go ahead. It's not, but uh, PlayUp has. Oh, thanks. Fantasy. Oh my god. What's that? <laughs> oh, thanks. You mean it's not a cadaver and Havarti it's not, cheese? No, it's not. Oh my god. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's actually very different than that. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, you should just Google it. I, I I actually learned about it yesterday because PlayUp has professional Kadabi leagues, and it's literally a sport. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like I am very, I love sports, and this is a professional sport that I had never heard of until yesterday. And if you want to play fantasy Kadabi, can you, you can give, do that can, on PlayUp. Can, can, can you give Can you give the audience a spelling for Kadabi? It's uh, I believe it's K A D D A B I Kadabi. Yeah, something like that. Um, it I described it yesterday off the podcast as basically tackle tag. Um, but it also seems to have a little like capture the flag to it. Also, um, it's a while. It's it's interesting. I, that's all I know so far from Wikipedia. So is that where is the, where is the sport primarily played? I want India. To, I want to learn. Okay, India. So it's well, it's, it's, it's primarily sport. India, but it's a lot of like Southeast Asia. Um, when you think of Southeast Asia, right? I was wondering this the other day, right? India is not east of like of China, Asia. and yeah, you're right. It's not east at all. It I don't, is. I don't think actually due west. Is that what <laughs> is India considered Southeast Asia? Yes. Oh, I, I figured it was like east of India was or, Southeast or Asia. South, or South Asia or something like that. It's I mean, certainly they, South Asia. The I, South part right. My, my, my point is like Japan would be Southeast Asia. <laughs> and well, not never South. Hear it would be, I believe that's actually more Northeast Asia. Oh, my God. I think if you use the westernmost part of Asia, then yes, I believe you could consider <laughs> India Southeast. All right. Uh, all right, I I I, I tried I, I tried a little bit of geography. I failed miserably. We're gonna move on to Brighton and to Everton. Uh, Everton. Um, Which just, team is better? I was just about to say that. I think Brighton <laughs> I was about is better. To say, I, I was the exact words out of my mouth are gonna be Everton, who are playing exactly like Brighton. As you expect, Brighton would be. Yeah, this they're really bad. Um, and what's weird to me is that, like. Everyone's like, well, they need like a true center forward. Like that's what they need. And it's like, yes, obviously they do. They don't have one. 
figure out how to play without one. Like, why do they keep basically trying to play like Romelu Lukaku is still there? What's going on here? Just put Sigurdsson as a false nine and be done with it. Just They just need to not play like they have been playing. But it also if seems that, like they're also the only the, team these, in the Premier League without a true center forward. Well, let me let, let me bring this back to play up. If you feel that you have better analysis skills than just they need to play different than how they've been playing, play up is the place for you. Sorry, go ahead. Um, do you have better analysis of Everton? No, I don't. Yeah, but I didn't actually true. share it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, Everton are trying to play like four people in the same position, and usually that does not work. So it, you can't have like Gilby Sigurdsson playing the same position as uh, as Davy Klassen, as the same position as Wayne Rooney. Uh, you can't just have all three of them trying to do the exact same thing. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you need to either put and you know, Wayne Wayne Rooney. If you put him up top as the number nine, you know he's a little too old for that, a little too slow for that. Um, they have a young forward who is quick. Uh, in Dominic Calvert Lewin, and uh, with a with the creative force like Ilfie Sigurdsson behind him, uh, you could see a, 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 or partnering him with Wayne Rooney with uh, you know up front with uh, someone like Sigurdsson behind them. You can see some creative creativeness out of that up the, that top, that top three triangle, if you will. Uh, I, I, I they they decide to not be. Like you were saying, they are deciding to think that Omar Nias or Sandro can be Romelu Lukaku, which is insane. Uh, not to say that he is Romelu Lukaku, but how much better do you think Everton would be with Olivier Giroud? Significantly. Okay. They would be back to their traditional like sixth, seventh place. Right. Finish. Now they are sputtering at like lower mid table. Yeah, they're. I don't, who is the best fantasy option this game? Pascal Gross has to be close to the top of the list, but I'm still going to keep faith with Gilfie Sigurdsson. Okay. I have them switched. I don't know how you can how anybody can say Sigurdsson is the best. It's 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 a matter Even of faith. It, it's it's name brand recognition and faith that he can achieve this similar form that he had with Swansea with mm-hmm. less talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it's who's number three. Uh, Is he Brown? Uh, Jordan Pickford. Knockart. Jordan Pickford. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> like when I'm going like, goalkeeper, you know, like right? You know, it's it's right. It's not Rooney. It's not Sandro. Not Tom no. Davis. Jordan Pickford. Leighton no, Baines. None of them. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, I am sick of hearing people saying that Leighton Baines is a fantasy relevant player. He's not. He Google lost Martina all of his fantasy. He lost all of his fantasy relevancy when Gilfie Sigurdsson came to town and when Wayne Rooney came to town, because he's not taking any. He like, didn't set take many last year either, though. Although he wasn't that great last year either. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like he's not taking any set pieces because Gilfie Sigurdsson's taking those, and he's not taking any penalties because, and he hasn't taken penalties for a while, to be fair, because Wayne Rooney's taking those if he's on the pitch, mm-hmm. like. And Sigurdsson too, <laughs> you know, like Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson second in line. Like he's just another guy who has a name. Yep. For the Brighton side, uh, this is where Tomer Hemet has been suspended, and uh, or sorry, he yeah yeah he is suspended, he's still, yeah. and 
Yep. So I think he makes a big difference for Brighton going forward. Um, you know, the likes of Pascal Gross and uh, Solly March and uh, Anthony Knockhart. Uh, I I don't. I mean, Pascal Gross, I'll put the most faith in, but this this matchup in general screams zero zero. Yeah, this is going to be really gross, ugly, yeah, ugly. Uh, not not worth getting up for on a Sunday morning. You can do your honeydew list before the NFL t- games start because the next game isn't very good either. Mm. It should be should good, go, though. Should we go to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Southampton are at home and St. Mary's taking on Newcastle. Uh, did you know that uh, Mauricio Pellegrino, Mauricio Pellegrino, something like that? Pellegrini, anyway, right? Pellegrini, yes, thank you. I was mixing up Pochettino as well. Yeah. Uh, Pellegrini, uh, <laughs> it was the assistant to Rafi, uh, Rafael Benitez. Rafi. Rafi. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> just, just Rafi. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, it, to me, this game is going to be, you know, Whenever, whenever you see like sci-fi movies, or if you see, um, like, like they did it in Futurama as well. But if you have like a clone of somebody, and then they start fighting each other, but they fight the exact same way, so all they do is kind of like block each other with the same punches. That's what we're gonna get here. Yeah. Okay. I it makes sense. Is that enough to get either of them to score though, or no? I think <laughs> no, that keeps that's them what I'm scoring. saying. Okay. They, they will score no points because every time one punches at the other one, the other one will be punching at the same time, and they'll just run into each other. Gotcha. Like it's gotcha. just like. <laughs> Like, like no one will score any points because it's just effect. It's basically effective blocking. Okay, I I mean I see it. It's um I, I still don't know what to make of Southampton, so I just stay away at this point. Yeah. Although I yeah. do have Cedric and Bertrand in my FPL team, and I have Cedric and Van Dyke in my yeah, FPL. Team. I see no reason to toss them this week home against Newcastle. I I, lo- I I like I would like I think Sunday has the potential to have zero goals scored. Yeah, for sure. Like not a not a single team scores, so like take your goalkeepers, take your defenders. Yeah, I think that pretty still, much still don't guarantees take take at least ten are scored. But yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, yep, because we said it. Who, we go to Monday? <laughs> uh, not quite yet. Do you okay. start Matt Ritchie if you have him? Yeah, you have to. Who just are, like are how, there? Just, are, like, just like how Dusan Tadic, if he starts uh, with no Ward Prowse, you probably. I mean, Ward Prowse hasn't really been anything anyway. Yeah, no. But is there anybody probably, in this game that you wouldn't start because it's this game? No. Okay. Yeah, I could say that for Brighton Everton as well. Yep. And I could also say it for Monday's game, which is Leicester uh, at home taking on West Brom. There's nothing that says to me, don't start Jamie Vardy because it's West Brom. I'm still going to start him. I agree. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, if you're not going to start him, it's not because of West Brom. It's because he's been bad. Ugh. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Thank yep. you. Uh, Dem- uh, Damari Gray, if he starts, I'm going to start him. And <laughs> like, it's that simple. I agree. On the West Brom side, Matt Phillips, once I said that he hasn't done enough, of course he gets an assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, that assist is that the ball kind of glanced off his head, changing direction slightly. That's all, that's all you <laughs> like, need. I know. Last person to touch the ball before goal really mm-hmm. is what it should be. Um, and Matt Phillips, it, it, it was basically the only way Solomon Rondon scores. It's basically a long ball from Chris Brunt. It gets slightly deflected off of somebody's head. It falls into his path, and the goalie kind of falls over, and he puts it in. Yeah, it's just, just how you draw it up. <laughs> oh, my God. No? Not how you draw it up? No. Oh. I mean, yeah, for him it has to be. Right. Yes. Uh, I think this is the same... As uh, the other, yeah, just the other games. You, I don't think there's anybody you, you shy away from because it's this because matchup. it's this matchup. Yeah, and I don't think this matchup is particularly interesting. Um, yeah, like yeah, I think you're gonna take Jamie Vardy as your number one option, and then 
just another a bunch of people are after him. Like you know, you know, the Jay Rodriguez kind of intrigues you because maybe Lester. I mean, he's not big enough to do any damage to let's say like a Harry Maguire right. defensive. Like right. he's just he might be fast enough to get in between the lines, but will West Brom commit enough numbers forward to actually make that happen? No. Because Leicester are very good at counterattacking, so mm-hmm. I doubt that Tony Pulis will actually. Yeah, I was going to say, are they, do you think that the game is just them passing the ball back to each other? Not like same team, but like Leicester's giving it away and then West Brom yeah, giving it away because they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. The ball will be trapped in. I, you know what? There might not be a goal scored after Saturday. Uh, it's <laughs> like, possible. It's, it's absolutely possible. Yeah, I like like it's just like the Saturday, the Sunday and Monday slate is just god awful. Mm-hmm. Just bereft of any entertainment value. I agree. And on that sad note, uh, basically, I think we're going to end this episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, what can I tell you? I'm just I, I'm in a sad mood still. The U.S. men's national team has deeply hurt me, just like this Sunday and Monday slate deeply hurts me as well. So hopefully next week we will come back and be more upbeat and more excited for a game week number nine in the Premier League. We will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck to everybody this weekend. And don't watch on Sunday and Monday. And thank you to PlayUp.com. Thank you, PlayUp. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.